Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in. This is hour number two on SportsGrid. It's early line on a Wednesday morning. Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie Wright side, and we take a look at Wimbledon. Yesterday, Serena Williams, the GOAT in action. For the first time in singles action in nearly a year, 364 days, unfortunately, for Serena and those who backed her, a loss as a minus 330 favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Even if, you know, Serena is certainly not what she once was, it is surprising, Donnie, to see her go out in round one. Yeah, to the 115th ranked player in the world. But again, I don't know what the performance capabilities would have been for Serena. Do we expect her to go all the way through in Wimbledon and win another championship? Probably not. But I know taking a look at some of the highlights there yesterday from the match, the crowd was certainly into it and trying to will Serena pass. But you know, father time, as we like to say, catches up to everybody. 40 years old, it's not as if Kevin's like, hey, well, she got ready by playing four or five tournaments over the past couple weeks to get ready for Wimbledon. It was basically, I'm going to reappear after a year and see what happens. Almost able to pull, you can't even say an upset because she was favorite at this point, but just amazing mm-hmm. that a 40-year-old was out there and performing at that level in the biggest stage and almost winning. It's pretty good in my book here. We don't know what's going to future. Should I say the future is going to hold for Serena? Because there were talks in the press conference about, you know, is this finally it? And she wouldn't give that definitive answer. But, you know, it's probably heavily weighing on her mind. Like, maybe I just wanted to come back and prove myself that I can get back in this level. And we'll see from there. But I don't know how much longer she's going to play tennis. But quite frankly, she doesn't. Greatest tennis player, women's tennis player of all time. No question about it. Yeah, I think it would be nice if Serena had the – and maybe that's what this was, right? Trial, let me see how, Let me see kind of where I'm at. And if she yeah. can kind of, you know, not every athlete wants this, but it would be nice, I think, if Serena were able to kind of give people an idea, hey, this is my last run. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Was there a lot of buzz around Serena yesterday playing at Wimbledon? No, there wasn't. There was not a lot of buzz around. People weren't talking about this yesterday. They just weren't. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't of that level. But if Serena goes into a tournament, no matter, no matter which one, yeah. But if she goes into it and you kind of know that any match could be the last match, I think it becomes a much bigger deal. I think it becomes a lot more bet on. I think all of a sudden, oh, we're swinging odds boost. We're talking futures markets there because Serena demands that kind of attention if we knew those were the stakes. 
No, you're right about that. Take a look at every other sport. Forget about even basketball. Like, you know, like Kobe Bryant's last game, he knew it was going to be epic, but he was still competing at a high level at that point. If you can equate it to golf, like Arnold Palmer playing his last tournament, Jack Nicklaus playing his last tournament, you knew it was going to take place, and you knew they weren't going to challenge for the championship, but you just wanted to be there for that moment to say, you know what, let me just see a great athlete one more time play in the professional sport and send them off the way that we know they should be sent off as career champions. That's what people want. So I agree with you. If she come out and says, you know, at the end of the summer, you know what? I don't have much left in the tank, but I'm going to make one more run at the U.S. Open. It would be a big story around New York. Certainly would. Right now, uh, to win Wimbledon on the women's side of it, Iga Swiatek is your favorite at plus 145. Second choice on the board is 5-1. to one. Third choice is 12-1. to one. It shows there's a gap, right? Kind of the contemporary for Swiatek was going to be going up against Ash Barty, who, as we actually mentioned at the top of our show, did retire. Uh, you know, and you know, it's kind of funny, right? Because in tennis, if you're injured, it's considered retiring. So I saw the retire headline, what tennis is on. That's kind of a longer, you know, situation. But nevertheless, it kind of shows that Swiatek is out there with maybe a, not a close counterpart, but it's not all that different on the men's side. Novak Djokovic is your favorite, and he's already at a minus price at minus 155. The radio audience is here on a Wednesday morning, Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright's side, the early line with you on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, title 155. Novak Djokovic again, Donnie not just the favorite here at minus 155. He's in action today. Uh, if people want the perspective, minus mm. 3,500 in his match today. Yeah, we like to always say, like, hey, just throw them in with a parlay piece. We better get another six or seven parlay pieces to go ahead with that minus 3,500. Just shows you the dominance of Djokovic. And also from a men's and women's perspective here, you got two top dogs, Djokovic and also Swiatek here behind them. Five to ones and higher. So they're expected to do damage and win titles, it looks like, from their perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So the thing with uh, Djokovic, obviously, again, minus 3,500, even in parlays, right, as you're mentioning there, doesn't make yes. much sense. There is a popular parlays tab, though, inside his match. Uh, so, again, stuff that would be a little bit more bettable. Yoke at, uh, Novak to win and over 30 and a half total matches. Minus 120, right? Closer to a straight bet. If you wanted to get a little bit of plus money, right? Jovak uh, to win his first four services uh, games of the match to, to 1530 or 40. Plus 175, right? But this goes all the way down the board. I mean, we're talking, you know, way, 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 way down. Each of the first three sets to end the tie break, 32 to 1. I mean, obviously, you know, that's outrageous there. But it goes to show, DRS, that there are a lot of in, you know, kind of game markets, if you will, where, yes, no one's betting 3,500, but there's ways to get involved with his match today. Yes, there is a way. And if you want to take a big dog here, right? Look at his counterpart that he's playing. How about if you throw another S onto that name here, Kevin? Do you see who he's playing today? Novak Djokovic? Uh, Could yeah, be I mean, Finassi. Yeah, Finassi. You add another S, a little Finassi. Don't put it. Yeah, don't, maybe he plays and says, you know what? In the offseason, nah, this is my code nah. name for tennis here. Now, that would be something to watch here. A Finassi yeah. out there. This is no. Yeah, now you get to the right part of the equation here. Listen, right? Yeah. Celebrity boxing is going wild. Lev Bell versus <laughs> AP are about to go at it. I mean, what do I do to get Thanasis Antetokounmpo into Wimbledon? Is I mean, he in the movie Rise? rock star. Did they let what? him in Rise? I mean, is he in that movie I mean, Rise was, with, the, with his brother? I mean, probably probably the main character, actually. Giannis playing that secondary ah. role, as he should. <laughs> Up next, Shohei Otani takes them out tonight. We'll break that down. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We are back right here on Sports Grid, and it is, it is obviously baseball season. And there is one man who certainly always grabs the attention, and that is Shohei Otani. Takes the mound tonight against the Chicago White Sox. Let's start it off, though, with your updated AL MVP odds, because yesterday, Otani firmly in the mix. A big day against the White Sox. Three for three. Had a home run, an RBI double, all in an impressive 11-4 loss to the Chicago White Sox. Now, he is moving up this board at plus 260. Aaron Judge, still your favorite at plus 100 for AL MVP. What's the reaction to Otani having another great day in another Angels loss? That's yeah, par for the course. That's what Trout and Otani do. They're not going to be, you know, significant, you know, vires for playoff spots, apparently, or even winning a World mm-hmm. Series, but they'll do damage as that secondary team in Los Angeles. You see the score yesterday, 11 to 4 Angels. But the big story is Shohei Otani, 3 for 3 with a home run. You know, elevates his batting average down to 268, and he's going to be on the mound tonight. It's almost secondary. Like, do you just tune if you're an Angels fan, which I'm not, and of course they play on the you know West Coast where they play most of the games where I'm fast asleep in bed. If you're an Angels fan, do you just watch like periodically? Like, okay, Trout and Otani are coming up. They bat, then you turn the game off and don't care and wait for them to come up to bat again, or unless Shohei Otani is pitching on the mound. It just seems like that's what's built in here for the Los Angeles Angels and their fans. What are you watching now? 36 and 41 on the season. They're probably not going to make the playoffs again. And yet, as you take a look at Mike Trout, who's dipping back a little bit at a plus 950 now in the market race here at FanDuel to be MVP for this year in the AL, and Choi Otani 260. I still do find it baffling where you have a team that can't even get to 500, but two of the best players in baseball reside in Los Angeles on that team. It's just baffling to me. So here is the thing with Otani, as I, again, now insanely have ended up being the low man on Shohei. I've uh-huh. not told anybody that Shohei can't win this award. It's just that if the season yeah. ended today, it wouldn't be Shohei Otani. That's the truth of the matter. 
But I will want I want to bring up the aspect of the wins and the losses, right? Yesterday, Otani was unbelievable. Judge had an 0-4 day at the dish, yet the Yankees won again. How much should, if at all, the wins matter into the MVP race? Because, again, baseball, while, of course, it's a team sport, you know, your success is so individually dependent, right? It's a very isolated sport in that way. You're either alone on the mound or alone at the plate. But wins and losses will matter. Donnie, in 2001, the Oakland Athletics won 102 games. Jason Giambi led all of the American League in war, batted 342, had 38 home runs, the best on-base percentage, slugging percentage, and OPS in the American League. Finished second in MVP. Why? Well, Ichiro Suzuki finished first in MVP. Why? Mariners won 116 games. See, winning 100 games isn't going to lock in the MVP. But I actually think, Donnie, it is okay if a team goes out there and is not just great, but is 115 wins great. I'm okay if they end up with the MVP as opposed to a team that is under 500. I, I think that's okay. And, and I, I hear what you're saying, and it makes some sense. But also, when you take a look at it, it's not just a singular player where you're saying, okay, it's a first baseman, a second baseman, a DH, a center fielder. You're talking about Shohei Otani that is also a pitcher, and that's what differentiates a lot of things because let's just say Otani was a great hitter and didn't pitch. He wouldn't be in this conversation for MVP, but the reason why he is and, quite frankly, might be the front runner would be the fact that he pitches and pitches extremely well. And if he adds on, he doesn't have to set the world on fire at the plate. But I say time and time again, if he's going to hit 275 with 30 home runs and be a dominant pitcher, he's the best player in baseball. But you're right. Sometimes when we talk about doing things that are historic, you can't push that through and can't just or sort of say set it aside at that point because you do have to pay attention. If a team sets the all-time Major League Baseball record you know, over the last 120 years in baseball and they do it this year and your catalyst is Aaron Judge and he hit 65 home runs, he probably should get mm -hmm. that just on merit. But the topic and the point I was bringing up even yesterday with Aaron Judge is he's having such a great season so far. And if you look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, he's a plus 100 here to win MVP. He has to keep up this historic season, and so do the Yankees, to hold off Shohei Otani. And the reason I say that is, let's just say Aaron Judge finishes with 47 home runs. That's an unbelievably great year for a Major League Baseball player, but I'm not sure he gets the MVP. Why? Because if you take a look today on the mound, Shohei Otani, and you know me, I like to take a look at guys that have at least 20 innings pitched here this season. 30 players match up to that in Major League Baseball tonight for the pitchers. Do you know who's number one on the mound tonight in my rankings? Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. He's not just your average pitcher out there on the mound. He's the best guy on the mound today going up, which includes guys like Alcantara and Kyle Wright and Jamison Tyone and Justin Verlander. He's top of the field. He's got a 66 XFIP minus number as a pitcher. All he has to do is be average at the plate. If he dominates this way in the pitching markets, he is the best player in baseball. And unless, as I said, 120 wins for the Yankees and Judge hits 65 bombs, I don't think he wins the MVP. So, and this is kind of, again, the thing with Otani that I've been trying to put into perspective and people, again, can keep getting mad about it. Otani last year ran away with wins above replacement because 
What's the idea, Donnie? He impacts the game in a way that nobody else does. So Otani is having a better year this year pitching than he did last year. But he has not been, over the full course, the same guy at the plate. What's turning, though, is over the last 30 days, Otani's a 300 hitter. That, and he's starting to hit 400 footers on what feels like a weekly basis. So again, is Otani eliminated? No. But it is not enough for Otani to simply do both, okay? And I'm not telling you he has to be the best hitter and best pitcher in baseball. But if he regresses in one of the areas, it is going to hurt Otani. That's just the truth of the matter. Again, look at the back of the baseball card as a hitter. Donnie, he's batting 268 with 17 home runs and 49 RBIs. Those are not anywhere near MVP statistics. I know he pitches. My point is, though, it's I just think at times people are acting like Otani is, is right there neck and neck in terms of the offensive side of the plate with your Jordan Alvarez's, Aaron Judge's, Rafael Devers. He, he really, Donnie, this year as a hitter, is not in the same ballpark as those guys. But what happens at the end of the year when you take a look and you break down these statistics? And Shohei Otani has a sub-3 ERA, hits 265, which again, not near 300, but hits 265, 35 home runs and 105 RBI. I don't know how you keep it away from him. I mean, the guy was obviously a very good hitter at the dish and also a dominant pitcher on the mound. Like, we might even be talking about at this point now in another month, what if the Shohei Otani is in the AL Cy Young race and still hitting 35 home runs? He's doing something that it's hard because it's the Russell Westbrook effect. Hey, we, nobody ever gets triple doubles. Yeah, I did it for the whole season. Wow, MVP. Hey, guys, I'm going to do it again next year. Yeah, who cares? You did it last year. You got to do. You got to have a quadruple double every game now to be the MVP. The standards that we set for things that we've seen, because also we're a society that says the same thing. Like Giannis can go out in that 35 and 17 every night. Yeah, well, that's what he's supposed to do. But if somebody else was doing that, wow, you got to make him the MVP. This is an incredibly cr crazy season that the guy's having. So there is a little bit of that remorse by saying we gave it to him last year. What does he have to do this year? I don't know, be the AL Cy Young and also hit 50 home runs. So there is that liability where maybe you're leaning towards Aaron Judge because why? He didn't win it last year. And that does matter. I, I do, do people think Otani's going to win MVP every year for the rest of his career? That's not, that's not, what is, that's not what's going to happen here, right? We're talking about where these votes are going to land. Let's talk about Otani today. He is on the mound. He's going up against the White Sox, who certainly need every win they can get as well. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. up this Otani conversation. He's on the mound tonight, and he's going up against Michael Kopech. Total here is an eight. Again, minus 190 next to Shohei against Kopech. It's a big-time number on the Los Angeles Angels. These Otani props are out in abundance right now. Over under six and a half strikeouts, minus 132 juice to the under. A lot of alt strikeout numbers if you're so inclined, because the last time Otani was out there, he went eight innings and struck out 13. Teen Kansas City Royals. So if you are feeling froggy, feel free to leap. Oh, and yes, again, to Donnie's point about what Otani brings to the table, you could also bet him at plus 285 to hit a home run. Like the idea that in the same game you can get a guy <laughs> at all of these different numbers does go to show why we have to have these conversations around him. Tell me, though, DRS, when you line it up tonight, Angels, White Sox, where's the value? Yeah, the better pitcher on the mound tonight, obviously coming from Shohei Otani's direction here with the Los Angeles Angels, a 66x FIP minus, a 290 ERA, an X FIP of 2.71, and a stellar Sierra of 2.67. So the dominance should be able to continue tonight. And the reason being is when we take a look at the lineup here that he's going to face with the Chicago White Sox. Doesn't look all that good. So we're going to play this old Blaine game, as we like to say, for the Chicago White Sox today. Kevin, we have nine batters in the lineup today facing a right-handed pitcher in Shohei Otani. Can you tell me how many of their ISO power numbers are above a 175? Hold on now. You did this with the Tigers, right? I got you. The White Sox were doing two, three. Maybe it's a trick. What if it's like seven? Three. I'll go with three. What if I told you zero? So no! you need to get. Are we talking about getting odds here? Yep. Are we talking about odds at the FanDuel Sportsbook here? You need to jump on Shohei Otani because he might be on no hitter watch tonight against oh, the Chicago White wow. Sox. Now, obviously, it's very hard to get a no hitter in Major League Baseball, but this is one of those lineups where you <laughs> say to yourself, if Otani was a lefty on the mound, like he's a lefty at the plate, yeah. maybe this would be different. But this lineup doesn't profile all that well against Shohei Otani. But the old adage goes, okay. You might get a dominant performance out of Shohei Otani, but are the bats going to come alive enough for the Angels to actually make a difference in this one? Do I want to lay that minus 190 close to $2 price on Otani? No, I don't. But Otani should be able to move through this Chicago White Sox lineup. So maybe the valid point would be a K prop for Otani or maybe a hitter prop for Otani. Because the one thing that we don't know is how well those bats will come through for the Angels. But the one thing I think I know tonight is Otani should have a pretty good night on the mound against those White Sox. Look, a little odd trend, if it's a trend at all. Uh, Three consecutive games where Otani was pitching, he had two-plus bases. He's also homered Mm. in two of his last three starts. If this guy goes out there tonight, right? Seven innings, one-run baseball, hits another home run. I'll ask you this last question we got off Otani. He goes out there, Donnie. Seven innings, 
Yeah. Eight strikeouts, one run, mm-hmm. and hits a home run in an Angels win. He's plus 260 right now. What is he to win MVP tomorrow morning? Two to one. He dropped 60 cents. He goes to two to one at the FanDuel Sportsbook. He does that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I think that's kind of where it comes. I do wonder if like the White Sox did rock him. Does he fall back to three to one? Or is he got Otani uh, kind of secure for the time being? Day baseball, though, here today. So let's go early. Nats, yeah. Pirates, Washington is a home favorite, a little bit better than minus 130. Total for this one is a nine and a half. Espino and Keller, the expectation seems to be runs. Is that what you're expecting? It could be runs here. And we take a look here. Uh, Apollo Espino on the mound. What is he? A right-handed pitcher. We flip it over to Keller. What is he? A right-handed pitcher. The reason I bring that up here is if I take a look at my notes, out of what? 18 batters tonight? We could get as many as 14 left-handed batters. So you're looking at some matchups here that make some sense. Two bullpens that aren't that great. Now, the only caveat is Espino does have a quite high XFIP number here, over four and a half. But he has handled his business, though, from the left-hand side of 223 weighted on base percentage versus lefties. And how about this ISO power number through 66 at-bats, Kevin? A zero. So maybe he can tame those left-handed bats here for the Pittsburgh Pirates. If we flip it over to face Keller, how about this? Not too bad either. Higher XFIP number, as I said, along with Espino. But his weighted on base percentage through 140 batters he's faced from the left-hand side, a 311 and an ISO power number of 105. So if we're looking just at those old-school matchups to say, give me as many left-handed batters as I can get against these righties, and I'll live with that, these two pitchers have some decent numbers weighted on base percentage and ISO power number-wise versus left-handed hitters. So we're taking a leap of faith in this game, saying these two bad pitchers with the high XFIPs eventually they'll fold against lefties, or are they going to play right into the strengths here? That's one to keep an eye on. 105 start here. I probably would tend to lean more towards the over just because I don't trust the bullpens all that much, but we'll see what happens today in just a little bit. As we said, ticking off at what? 1 o'clock this afternoon Eastern. Yeah. And we'll be live on Moneyline, 1 p.m. Eastern start time, oh, myself yeah. and Donnie, on Sports Grid Radio to follow the live board and mix in a bunch of other conversations there. I just have a feeling news will break during that show today. Usually it's a good bet. I think you will see some news coming in. By the way, Palo Espino strikeout prop, three and a half, does not look all that bad here early morning. We go back, Yanks, A's. Yanks get it done uh, yesterday in, in not that big, loud fashion. It's just a 2 nothing win over Oakland. Uh, Tyone gets the ball back to a minus 300 favorite big-time number here on the Yanks against Cole Irvin. Total is an 8.5. How do you find value when you got such a big number on the board? Yeah, there's not much value unless just saying, okay, I'm going to use the Yankees for a parlay piece because we joked about yesterday, you know, J.P. Sears on the mound, and I think Oakland actually did, Kevin, muster one run in that game. And we said yesterday, if you're looking at this oh, game right. from perspective, the only way I probably would have been betting that game yesterday was like Oakland Athletics in the first five innings where they had a decent pitcher on the mound. But it, it doesn't even come down to that at this point. It's like if Oakland scores runs, you're amazed. And that's going to be no question in the case again today. And maybe a question of, if they can score even more than one run. Because Tyone's having a decent year here. Lefty-righty splits are very good. But, you know, that old game that we like to play, weighted on base percentage, anybody over 325, yeah. which is where you want to be as a decent hitter in Major League Baseball versus either lefties or righties. Check this lineup out today that we anticipate for the Oakland Athletics. Nine batters in the lineup going up against a right-handed pitcher. Not a single player 
in this lineup over a 325. It's just a miracle when they score. So I know some people like to look at these big numbers. Let's just take a flyer on the athletics because maybe you could take a flyer on a bad pitching staff or a bad bullpen, but eventually you'll wake up and hit at the plate. It seems like the athletics, Kevin, never hit at the plate. It's just hard to take them as a dog. And as I said again, the Yankees will win this game, maybe used in a parlay piece. I don't like that high number the where it stands, but as is, you just can't trust the athletics. And, and I think that's kind of the struggle, right? I, you know, the other day when the Yanks were uh, about a minus 300 price there, there were people grabbing yeah. a money line, taking a, taking a chance on it. You're, you're up 5-1. When did you feel safe? Realistically, never in the game. I mean, and, and the Yankees didn't just win. One nine five. Like, right now, the A's on the run line, right? The RS is plus 120. I mean, that's a lot right there, right, for a run line at a plus price, right? I mean, I wonder what you can get them at a plus two and a half runs. Does anybody really feel secure to, you know, to catch this team plus two and a half runs right now? I mean, that number's minus 154. You know, I mean, there are, yeah. there are teams where you get plus one and a half at better than minus 154. So, again, it just kind of goes to show uh, the state right now of things with the Athletics here matched up against the Yanks. Astros-Mets, look, Astros got the Mets number right now. And I don't know if it's going to get any better because Justin Verlander's got this ball. This feels like these games up against Houston and maybe the most recent stretch of Mets baseball, the first time, again, less uh, panic button, but more, hey, man, any updates on DeGrom? Any updates on Scherzer? Because if one of those guys were pitching today, the Mets are favored in the baseball game. And instead, for the second day in a row, they're a home dog. And they should be a home dog tonight. Going up against Justin Verlander, an 89x FIP minus number. How about his ERA this year, Kevin? A 2.22, nice Sierra number, 3.47, which is doable. But quite frankly, when you're just matching up these two pitchers against each other, you do have an added advantage here built in here for the Astros with Verlander. But when you take a look at the talent, you know, perspective from both of these lineups. When you look at the Mets, Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil, Canna, Escobar, Giorme, and Nito, it's a very good lineup, but I think that gets neutralized here by Verlander. But if we flip it over to Houston, it just seems like even though yesterday I thought that game would stay under the total. Well, the Mets certainly stayed under the total, but the Houston Astros went wild at the plate. And what's going to stop them again? Taiwan Walker is not a bad pitcher, but if we're looking at, you know, weighted on base percentages and ISO power numbers, look no further than like the first seven guys in the lineup today for those Houston Astros. Look at the ISO power numbers against right-handed pitchers in 2022. Altuve, 218. Pena, 182. Alvarez, 430. Bregman, 206. Tucker, 199. Uh, Guriel, 139. So it's a little bit below there. But you expect those guys to hit on Houston. You expect Houston to have a good bullpen. And quite frankly, yeah, maybe they do own New York at this point here, particularly the New York Mets. They should be able to get the winner today. I'm not betting against the Astros when Verlander's on the mound versus Walker today. No way. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the deal. We did a lot of uh, breakdown on the AL MVP. Jordan Alvarez is now tied with Trout for the third choice there. I don't know if kind of, again, more so the DH is going to hurt his kind of candidacy here. He's probably the best hitter in baseball right now, though, right? 321 on the year, leads all of Major League Baseball in OPS, 23 homers, 56 RBIs. I mean, you've seen this guy's last 30 days. I mean, you probably have numbers that kind of, about in 440. 11 homers and 30 RBIs. Like, Donnie's supposed to be a power hitter. He's batting 440 over the last month? I mean, what are we even doing here with this guy? 
No, it's pretty impressive, man. I guess it's that lineup where you're looking at Carlos Correa. Is he going to opt out of his contract in Minnesota to head back to Houston and make the team even more powerful? It doesn't matter. They lose players, lose pitchers, but it just seems like the same old Houston Astros day in, day out, and those same old Houston Astros, they might be able to pick up that win against the New York Mets again today. Three hits yesterday and three at-bats. It had a home run uh, as well. Like two-plus bases, minus 105 with Jordan Alvarez. You feel in the mix the entire way when you're betting on a guy like that. There is a lot more baseball for us to break down. There are a lot of interesting spots, including the Dodgers trying to, once again, try and avoid a slump to a pretty bad baseball team. They are favored, as you would anticipate. A lot more baseball breakdown is next. You are watching and listening to The Early Line on SportsGrid. It's Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. We'll be right back after this quick break. Sirius XM, Channel 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back to the right here on the early line. I want to start things a little out of order here. I approved it uh, with, with Donnie's agent, so I'm going to allow to start with Dodgers-Rockies because then it'll tie into the Padres-D-backs game quite nicely. But the reason the Dodgers number, again, has to be discussed is they're minus 190 range, closer to probably minus 200 by close maybe, against the Rockies, trying not to lose to this team again. Totals 11 People are going to be looking to bet on the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight. We know that is true. Is it a good bet, though, DRS? Do the Dodgers line up for you tonight? I think the Dodgers do line up offensively here because you take a look at a pitcher in Herman Marquez. XFIP number is a little bit high, but if we take a look at where he struggles, right-handed pitcher, he typically struggles against lefties. No, he struggled against right-handed batters here. 375 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 271. Sooner or later, you are expecting this team to get off the map, being the Dodgers. And it can't just be like, oh, man, Mookie Betts is out. What did you want us to do? What do you mean, what do you want us to do? You're it's chock full of the, the joke like Bellinger is probably going to bat like in the seven or eight hole tonight as a previous MVP that you're waiting to just get going. Now, 
their numbers don't stack up all that well. This isn't one of those lineups where you say, wow, seven of the nine batters today, all plus. It's not that case. It's Trey Turner, it's Freddie Freeman, and let's see what we get out of the rest of that lineup. But you're expecting a lot because Herman Marquez is on the mound, and you should be able to hit him. But then again, Kevin, Chad Cool was on the mound, which you were supposed to detonate out there, and you got three hits off the guy as he had a complete game shutout against you. And the thing is that, you know, the, the Rockies team total is a four and a half. But the thing, like, I, I, I sometimes feel as if kind of the conditions of course seems to impact the visiting pitcher a little bit more than kind of the home yeah. guy. You'll go through some of these numbers on these guys, the Rocky starters, the, the home road splits make no sense. They seem to always are better outside of Colorado than necessarily in that ballpark there. All right, back on track here with this Padres game because, again, uh, they're going to, you know, look, they're getting help from a team like the Rockies. They're not handling their own business. They're expected to do so today with Mike Clevenger getting the ball against Madison Bumgarner here. Can the Padres, again, another, I mean, again, if I think people are going to bet the the Dodgers, I bet a lot of people at a way more palatable number under minus 140 are going to look to bet San Diego DRS. Yeah, Clevenger's the better pitcher overall than Madison Bumgarner, but if we're taking a look at Arizona, one of those Swiss Army Knife-type teams where they come up against a right-handed pitcher, they can stack lefties in the lineup, and as anticipated, sometimes they run out as many as eight left-handed batters against right-handed pitchers. Today, it looks like we're going to have two right-handers in the lineup, which would be Kennedy and Walker, so that's where the matchup's going to come from. The reason why I bring that up is Clevenger's been pretty good here in 2022. He's dominated right-handed batters, only 48 that he's faced, Kevin, at 235 weighted on base percentage in an ice power number of 045 so handling his business there but lefties maybe a little bit of a crack in the door here if we take a look at weighted on base percentage 335 which is slightly elevated and an iso power number again also slightly elevated at a 191 but the tough part of it is always is to try to match up against madison Bumgarner because quite frankly when you talk about pitchers where hey Bumgarner used to be a really good pitcher let me just ride out the name you don't want to do that at this point because if we're taking a look at his overall statistics here in 2022, they're not very good. A 118 XFIP mm-hmm. minus number. In ERA, though, Donnie, 3.75, he's doing well. Well, he's not the strikeout pitcher he used to be, only striking out about 16 guys, excuse me, 16% of the guys that he faces per game. A 4.68 number for a Sierra. Maybe looking towards runs in this game, but the one thing I'm not going to do is back the Arizona Diamondbacks because I just can't trust Madison Bumgarner anymore. Now, I wanted to make sure I brought up Clevenger for a minute because the thing with with Clevenger, right, is if you remember last time he was out there, remember the five and a half yes. was posted. We're doing yep. the live breakdown. What is going on here? It was minus 116. By the time I got there, it was minus 134. Closed four and a half juiced under, which is a huge, huge shift on a strikeout prop. Now, he finished against this Arizona team, four innings, 81 pitches, three strikeouts. They go back to a five and a half today. Now, it is minus 160, but it is still surprising to see that five and a half even be listed. I know not every game is the same. I understand all of that there. But again, if Clevenger is capped out at four innings or capped out maybe better is at 80 pitches, that's a tough guy to get there. Now, maybe it ramps up a little bit, but Clevenger remains certainly someone to follow if you are a day-to-day strikeout better, no doubt about it. How about Orioles-Mariners? Baltimore Orioles have the third-best record, I think, in Major League Baseball. 
in the month of June. If I were, or over the last like 15 days, something along. The, I mean, like, it's just ridiculous stuff. Any stretch of time where the Baltimore Orioles have the best record in baseball is a bit surprising. They are, as you would anticipate, a dog, but they're on the road, and it's not a big dog price because Flexen's on the mound, Donnie, and I know that that is a pitcher you love if the opportunity presents itself to pick on. Yeah, you do, and he's a favorite here. So we see at the FanDuel Sportsbook, a minus 156 price. I think that's actually come down a little bit. Now I'm looking at live here, a minus 138 price. But still, you have Flexen as a favorite and say, well, why does that make some sense? Well, technically, it doesn't. But if you're looking at just some old-school numbers, Austin Vault and his 7.81 ERA don't check out all that well. But how about this? His XFIP minus number is a 97. You know what the XFIP minus number today on Chris Flexen is? The worst on the card at a 124 price. So even though it is a big ballpark, two lineups that you don't necessarily love, but I got to tell you, I like the lineup much more for Baltimore than I actually do on the opposite side for Seattle. At least we have some positive numbers here with some ISO power numbers versus right-handed pitching here in 2022. Mancini, 164. Santander, 194. Hayes, 192. Rutschman, 227. Mountcastle, 223. And also Ronan Odor at a 185. It's that I trust the Baltimore Orioles bats a little bit more than Seattle. But if we're looking from a total perspective, eight should be doable in this game. These are two bad pitchers on the mound. Give me three apiece on each side where you're fighting for that eight runs. I think that's probably the better way to go. But the one thing I can't quite do is say to myself, boy, I fade flex it every time he's on the mound. Let me take him as a minus 138 favorite. I can't do that. I'd look more to runs today in the afternoon out in Seattle. Yeah, Baltimore's team totals three and a half. Again, I, I know it's the Orioles, but near principal play territory. I think when the worst pitcher yeah. on the – I got it. See, now I'm thinking, Donnie, worst pitcher on the slate, a typical run. I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. five and a halfs. We've seen sixes, yes. a three and a half. Yep. I think that's principal play yes. territory there, to be honest with you, uh, on, on Baltimore yeah. regardless. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they were shut out yesterday, so I'll convince myself that's actually good going into today as well. <laughs> uh, I like what you're bringing to the table there on Baltimore. Uh, let's get to we got enough time, certainly. A couple big games here, Braves-Phillies. Uh, yesterday, we know that this was an important one. Atlanta, uh, it's tough, though, man. Uh, this thing was 3-3 at the bottom of the seventh after Kyle Schwarber goes deep. Again, as per DRS, the home run king uh, himself. Mm -hmm. But Matt Olson hit his second home run. And then at the top of the ninth, the Braves grabbed a little bit of insurance and uh, came away with a huge 5-3 win going up against Zach Wheeler. These teams are at it again. Atlanta's now back to a road favorite, minus 140-ish. Totals a nine. Man, what do you do here with the Phils? Tough spot. It is a tough spot. Acuna also sat out yesterday for the Braves. I'm looking at the anticipated lineup today. It doesn't look like he's in the lineup, but I don't think it's going to matter all that much because when you take a look at Ranger Suarez, left-handed pitcher, you're going to be able to stack some really good right-handed bats against him here for Atlanta in a smaller ballpark where you should be able to do damage. Ranger Suarez, a very good pitcher. He's a lefty to lefty batter. 72 he's faced, a 252 weighted on base percentage, ISO power number of 090. Great stuff here, but from the right side, it's a little bit different of a picture that will paint here. 348 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number. Still manageable, though, at 166, but the lineup here today really does well against left-handed pitching for the Atlanta Braves. Look at Swanson, 257 ISO power number. Dernode, 273. Riley, 338. Contreras, 342. Duvall, 328. And the reason I bring those up is you flip it over, you get a pretty good pitcher on the mound today for the Atlanta Braves, and Kyle Wright's having a very good season. Both lefties and righties struggling against him. And once again, on the card today, it's kind of crazy the way it plays out again. 
Kyle Schwarber in the leadoff spot, Kevin, a 323 ISO power number, a weighted on base percentage of 364. Everybody else basically drastically terrible for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I don't know if I want to go and say, okay, the Phillies are going to bounce back today because quite frankly, I don't see it. The one thing I might think would be a little bit better, a full nine at-bats by the Atlanta Braves, probably should be able to get their team total in this one. And if you're looking for Schwarber as a possible home run possibility, yesterday it matched up well because the pitcher didn't deal well with left-handed batters. If we're taking a look at Kyle Wright, who is a right-handed pitcher, 273 ice, excuse me, 273 weighted on base percentage and ISO of 107. I don't know if Schwarber goes deep, but he's the only guy with a green light in that lineup for me. Yeah, you're, you're going to need more there on the fills. Yesterday, you mentioned to me kind of the way we used to do the three-point parlays. We do hitter prop parlays. What about strikeout parlays? This game isn't bad. If you go right in Ranger Suarez, each for four plus. Now, minus 123, maybe a little more expensive uh, than you'd like there. But again, if you kind of take the projection system that I've talked about at, at length, if you're willing to kind of work it down and do and go to the parlay market there, if you love these guys to get five, if you like them, oh, maybe they can even get six, then to get four together, it does start to make a lot of sense there. It's an interesting market uh, to take a look at here. How about Red Sox, Blue Jays? Boston now needs one. Not the guy to go up against stuff. You need one. Alec Manoa has yeah. the ball. I see that eight and a half. I see Manoa. I see Pavetta, who's been a little bit better. Could this be an under, despite the fact that these two lineups have certainly been uh, putting together runs to start this series? I mean, it could be an under. Yeah, I think you might be on the right path there. Eight and a half, which the old adage goes, takes nine to beat you. Now, can they do that? Certainly. But if you're looking from a Manoa perspective here, he's having a very good season. Pavetta also, no slouch, but there's a pretty good pitching card today overall. Manoa's got a 94 XFIP minus number, and Pavetta's at a 99. So if you're just looking at one of those advanced metrics here, both of those guys pitching better than the Major League Baseball average division rival, you think it should play out. But sometimes just watch these games where, it's one to one, it's two to two, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you get a couple guys going yard. I still would look towards the factor and try to say, who do I trust more here? It's probably going to be Manoa over Pavetta, but the price that you want to pay here, that minus 168, that minus 170 range, might be a little bit high, might be one of those parlay pieces. But for me, I like the way the Toronto Blue Jays are playing. I think they have the better pitcher on the mound, and they're home. I'll go that way. Yeah, and I think Alec Manoa could check some boxes in the strikeout market as well with a five-and-a-half, very, very low yeah. juice here. Uh, he did see Boston once this season. This isn't the main cap, but just to add a piece of to the puzzle. Seven innings of work, three hits, no earned runs, seven strikeouts. His five-and-a-half could be worth some consideration. Uh, I think the last game we'll get to here today, yesterday a split on a doubleheader between the Guardians and the Twins, uh, and kind of a split here when you talk about prices for Quantrill and Bundy. Uh, basically pick uh, is what you're looking at here for this baseball game. Total is a nine. Guardians would love to have it so they can at least grab a split out of a four-game set in their own ballpark as they try and hunt down Minnesota. What do you match up here with these two AL Central teams? Yeah, take a look at two bad pitchers on the mound here. The reason that you sort of lean towards an over is when you have a doubleheader of the day before, what typically happens, Kevin, use up some of those guys in the bullpen that might not be available today. So if you look at that eight and a half price here, it does make some sense. Bundy, a 107 XFIP minus here. If you take a look at Cal Quantrill, one of the guys that I fade quite a bit here, 121 XFIP number. So both of those guys above the Major League Baseball average with pitching. But he also take a look and say, well, hey, Quantrill's a 3.76. But take a look at his XFIP number overall, a 4.82. Doubleheader yesterday strained bullpens a little bit i think we get some runs i'll go over the eight and a half here dylan bundy three and a half mm. plus 118 on the strikeouts 
Uh-oh. Shines nicely. Cleveland is not a team that strikes out a lot, and Bundy's not a great pitcher, but the asking price is not all too much there, and it is, again, a nice, nice plus number, which you always like to work into the equation when you are putting together a nice strikeout prop. As we come up against our final segment here, you know you have to listen up. Donnie will start to talk still about uh, what are the big A uh, overhanging stories in the sports world. That's next year to close out the early night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, last segment of the day here on a Wednesday on the Sports Grid Network, Series XM Channel 159. This is the early line. Donnie writes that along with Kevin Walsh, carrying you through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to the morning after and Ben Stevens to get the rest of your Sports Grid day underway. But before we do that, there's topics that are going around all over the place. Obviously, we know Wimbledon's taking place now, also included a crazy Major League Baseball season. The NBA free agency you know, path is starting up over the next couple hours. But we need to take a look at the NFL and Deshaun Watson. Listen up. Being in the headlines is usually a good thing no matter what business that you're in. Expect for the excuse me, except for the NFL that's going to have the spotlight all to themselves, it feels like over the next 24 to 48 hours. Why is that? Deshaun Watson is in court with the NFL. Now, typically on some of these hearings that we have in front of a judge or arbiter for the NFL versus the NFL PA, it's usually an open and shut case. You go make your appearance, you say a couple words, the judge decides. Then again, you have the chance to appeal that or if you want to take a look at the suspension and get it reduced, maybe you could do that. But the fact of the matter is the NFL and Deshaun Watson and his team showed up yesterday and there wasn't enough time here for them to say, all right, we can make a decision. 
They're even saying that this might even take place today and even into Thursday because the amount of money on the line and also the precedent that this might set across the NFL. And it's going to be up to a singular judge which both the NFL and the NFLPA approve and also pay for this process. So we don't think it's going to be one-sided where, oh, it's the NFL's judge or, or it's the NFLPA's judge that they brought in for this one. All eyes will be watching this because the ramifications are massive, including a 230 $30 million guaranteed contract for Deshaun Watson. Does he play a single game this year? Does he play six to eight games? Is he suspended for half the year or an indefinite suspension that we heard the NFL was trying to fight for before all these cases actually get set up? It's a wild ride in the NFL and for all of the wrong reasons. But you know a good reason to stay with Sports Grid? You got it coming up. It's Ben Stevens and the morning after right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.